Please turn to Mark 11, verse 25 to 26. Mark 11, verse 25 to 26. Let's prepare our hearts for communion as I share briefly with you. As you know, we have been focusing on prayer in this year. And the theme is, Lord, teach us to pray. Let's not lose sight of that as we continue through this year. And in Mark 11, 25, we find an important lesson on prayer. But this lesson on prayer also relates to forgiveness and communion. So, here we go. New King James Version, Mark eleven twenty five to 26. It says, and whenever you stand praying, please say the word praying. praying. This is talking about prayer. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, you see the three A's, anything against anyone, I would submit to you that pretty much covers it all. <laughs> you can relax, okay? If you have anything against anyone, forgive. Please say that word, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive... Neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So I find it interesting that prayer, according to this, these two verses of Scripture, prayer and forgiveness are connected. Have you ever noticed that from the Word of God? Think about that. Prayer and forgiveness are connected. Now, the sense that I get from this passage, it says, and whenever you stand praying, now that doesn't mean only if you stand praying. I believe it means when you engage in prayer, whether you lying in praying or on your knees praying or flat on your face before the Lord, when you're engaged in prayer and while you are praying, something comes to mind of someone who has done you wrong, who has offended you. In that moment, choose to forgive. I believe that that's what this is talking about. I have often found that, you see, when you pray, you're becoming more sensitive to God. And in that moment of sensitivity, the Spirit of God might just drop a thought into your mind about somebody that you're holding something against. Because when we pray, we're sensitive. And I would submit to you, this is saying, in those moments, you're just beginning to pray, and thank you, Lord, I just bring my business to you, and, and then suddenly, out of the blue, there's this thought of somebody that you need to forgive, and it would seem that the Word of God is saying, before you carry on praying, right there, forgive that person. It will open up your prayer life and ensure that there's no obstacles there. And so this is all about relationships, because you first forgive, and then you pray. I believe, by the way, that this passage is not referring to God's forgiveness as it relates specifically to salvation. But I believe that uh, this is speaking about an attitude of heart within us that God is well pleased with. And when we have that attitude that God is pleased with, we can then expect the flow of God's grace and the flow of God's favor in our lives. Because even as a born-again, blood-washed child of God, 
if you start to hold grudges against other people, you can hinder some of the flow of grace in your life. It's not just about when you come to Christ. It's about as you continue living your walk before the Lord. Listen to this important statement. One of the basic requirements for answered prayer is a forgiving spirit. Let me say that again. One of the basic requirements for answered prayer is a forgiving spirit. But if we have a harsh and vindictive and a bitter attitude towards others, we cannot expect God to hear us and answer us. An unforgiving spirit obstructs our intimacy with the Lord Jesus. And so it's very important that here we are as a church wanting to grow in prayer this year, but there needs to be a spirit of forgiveness. We cannot be people who are easily offended and holding grudges because I would submit to you that your prayer life would be hindered through that attitude. But the people that will walk in a spirit of grace and a spirit of forgiveness, those are the people that will enjoy just the, flee, the free flow of everything that God has. No obstructions coming your way. Listen to the statement. A forgiving spirit demonstrates that we have appreciation for the mercy we have received from God. I like that. And that means when you have that kind of a forgiving spirit, you're appreciating God's mercy. It means in your heart there's no place for arrogance. There's no place for pride. No, no, no. Because you realize that you were just a sinner, but the grace of God has been poured out upon you. And how can we not respond likewise? Let me tell you a story. I had somebody phone me out of the blue during this week, uh, an old friend from school. Him and I used to ride go-karts together. He had the go-kart. <laughs> I also had the go-kart, but it didn't work. And so uh, I enjoyed riding his go-kart quite a lot. We'd also skateboard together and so on. So out of the blue, he phoned me and he wanted to discuss something with me regarding an unsaved person that he is wanting to uh, reach out to to get saved. And, but... During the course of the conversation, he relayed a story to me, and he said, you know, it was interesting. Now, this guy's about 45 years of age right now, and a while back, he discovered that a childhood friend had, from his house, while they were having a party, stolen seven Kruger Rands from his parents' cupboards. Quite something. And so, basically... This guy wanted to kill, let's call the man the thief. He wanted to kill this thief. Here he is, 45 years of age. It happened about 15 or 16 years of age when it actually took place. And, um, and I also, I know both of these guys concerned. And, and this guy stole the seven Kruger Rands. You know, it's interesting because he had also come to a birthday party in my house and he had stolen my camera. <laughs> you know, I was so grateful that I didn't have seven Kruger Rands. <laughs> I got the camera back. His father brought him in by the scruff of the neck and said, now ask for forgiveness. And I got my camera back and I thought, dude, you're at my birthday party. You're stealing my stuff. Anyhow, dude is Greek for, I don't know, something. <laughs> And so, yeah, I spoke to this guy, and, and he was saying that 
only recently, maybe let's say two or three years ago, he discovered that this guy had stolen these coins. And you know what? Uh, this young guy, uh, his parents had and family members began to blame him, thinking that he had stolen the coins. He didn't know what happened. But years later, when he was roughly 42, he heard via a mutual friend in Australia uh, that this had taken place. And this guy had confessed it and came out. You know, he said at first he really wanted to kill this guy. Not only for the financial aspect, but also because of the judgment it brought from his family onto himself. They suspected he had stolen the coins. But you know, somehow the grace of God was working in this guy's heart. And he decided, I am going to forgive this guy. What does it help? What does it really matter in the big scheme of things? Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be uh, righteous things that must take place and even judicial processes that should take place. But in this case, this guy just said, I'm going to forgive him. I'm not going to have bitterness in my heart. And you know, praise the Lord that that relationship has actually been restored and they even have contact with one another. And you know, this thief went on to a life of crime and prison, but he also got radically saved. And now both of these people, as saved guys, can sit and have coffee together, and God has done a wonderful work. Can we give the Lord a hand for that? And so I want to say to you and encourage you to let go of hurts and grudges. When somebody is stolen from you financially, it can be very difficult to forgive. When somebody has abused you emotionally, sexually, molested you as a child, it can be very hard to forgive. But I want to encourage you that you should let go of hurts and grudges. Firstly, because you want to be free. And secondly, because you do not want your prayers to be hindered in any way. And so, folks, we're about to move into a time of communion now, and I want to invite you that you search in your own heart if there's areas where you have not forgiven somebody. It's time to tear up that IOU note and just say, God, I'm going to forgive this person.